Christ for you anytime, anywhere. We are KFUO Radio, and it's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Essential Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Great to be here with you. It's good to have you here. Do you have anything going on that you'd like to share with our listeners at Ascension? Well, thanks, Gary. Our concert series got wrapped up. Thanks for letting us mention that for those uh, summer months. Uh, but now, yeah, the focus is on uh, the beginning of the school year and <laughs> and our school Word of Life. So that's keeping us busy, certainly. And then a new member class is coming up for those that would like to know more about what Lutheran Christians believe. Uh, we'll have that Sunday mornings at 9.45 a.m. September the 11th. So our reading uh, this week was Romans 7 through 16. What would you like to highlight from our reading? There is so much good stuff in this reading, Gary. It's hard. Uh, last week we talked about how Martin Luther said... Not only should a Christian occupy himself with the, the words of the book of Romans every day, but even commit it to memory. And I think there's some good examples of that in these chapters. So I, it, we're probably only going to get to the first couple chapters here, but I'd like to highlight a few of those gems, especially in chapters uh, 7 and 8, if we could. Uh, so chapter 7, uh, Paul writes about the struggle within him as saint and sinner, this idea that uh, he wants to do what's right, but at the same time, he keeps doing what's wrong. He keeps sinning. So he says, uh, beginning in verse 18, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me. You know, I think we can relate uh, this inner struggle between wanting to do what's God-pleasing, but at the same time, we keep doing the opposite, it seems. We yeah. keep sinning. Keep messing up <laughs> every day. We keep on messing up, exactly. Uh, so I think there's some comfort, too, that the Apostle Paul had the same struggle. Uh, this is nothing new to to us, to, to me, right? Uh, but other Christians have the same struggle too. But the even greater comfort is what Paul says in a little bit. A few verses later, uh, verse 24, he says, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's the, the beautiful thing to remember, that we have the kind of this cycle of, of doing the bad things we don't want to do, and who's going to save me from this? And Paul gives us the answer, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the one who saves us, the one who who never did wrong, but but did truly his Father's will. Yeah, thanks be to God. Uh, so we have those verses in 7, and then uh, chapter 8. Oh, my goodness. Probably one of the most beautiful chapters in the entire Bible, Gary. Um, verse 18, uh, Paul writes, For I consider that our the sufferings of this present time are not worth even comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Uh, this idea that the suffering we endure now, uh, physical suffering, uh, suffering for the sake of the faith and following Jesus, whatever that might be, it's not even worth comparing to that future glory. Uh, and not just talking about when we die and go to heaven, but but ultimately even at Christ's return, when he restores all things, makes all things new. Uh, we can't even imagine it. And, and the struggles we have now aren't even com worth comparing to that future glory. So there's hope. There's hope. Uh, beautiful verse. Uh, just a couple others to just kind of throw out there. Uh, verse 26, uh, Paul writes, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, uh, for we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Well, this beautiful promise that 
where we're at a loss for words, especially in our prayer life, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with these groans too deep for words. You know, what a, what a blessing that is. The one who dwells in us intercedes for us in our prayers. Uh, verse 29, uh, and, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, again, words of comfort. Uh, this confidence that God is going to work things for his good, for his purpose. We may not always see it at the time, uh, but that's the promise we hold on to. And then to, to kind of close it up here, uh, Gary, just the final verses of chapter 8. Again, some of those beautiful words in, in all the Bible. Um, again, Paul writes, verses 31, 32, uh, if God is for us, who shall be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not graciously give us all things, right? God is for us. We know that because he gave up his son for us. And then those final words, uh, Paul asks, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And he picks up in verse 37, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, so Paul lists all these extremes, right? He talks about life and death and height and depth. Uh, so these extremes don't separate us from God's love and, and nothing in between those extremes will separate us from God's love. Uh, nothing can separate us. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's a certain promise right. for us. We fall short yeah. of the glory of God, and, and we're in need all the time. Yeah, you bet. And and God meets that need in Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, we don't deserve it. He gives it to us by grace. That's the forgiveness. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's so, so beautiful, Gary. Um, you know, uh, beyond our imagination, the, the depth of of God's great love for us and in his son. Um, and, you know, in, in this life, when we encounter things that maybe we don't understand all those whys of life, um, we hold on to those things. We, we have certainty in, and, and right. these promises certainly in Romans eight are among those. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks be to God for it. So uh, what's our reading for next week? Yeah. So next week we're going to get into first Corinthians, first Corinthians one uh, through 10, first Corinthians chapter one through chapter 10. One through 10. Okay, cool. And would you like to lead us in the prayer as we wrap up? Oh, Lord, we thank you for these beautiful words of promise in the book of Romans, and especially in, in Romans 7 and 8, uh, words that we can certainly relate to and words that we hold on to in times of, of trouble and uncertainty. And we thank you that nothing can separate us from your great love shown in Jesus Christ. And because of that forgiveness that we have in him, oh, Lord, help us to, to love and forgive one another. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on the program today, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Talk Always you. a pleasure. Yeah, talk to you soon. We are listener-supported KFUO worldwide at KFUO.org.